Hello and welcome to the IWB Female Factor Podcast streaming from Stockholm, Sweden. We are interviewing businessmen and women, professionals, business leaders, executives and entrepreneurs from different countries and industries who will share their career journeys and unique perspectives. We will also learn who have been the women behind their success, which we call the Female Factor. And my name is Tati Lottiger. I'm an international business lawyer and I am the leader of the IWIB group, which is represented in different cities across Europe and the Americas. And hopefully we will expand even more. So welcome to listen in and join me together with our international business community to get inspired and learn from each other together. Today we have Urban Bjorn. He is a diversity and inclusion expert, moderator, and um, he is the founder of Business as Equals uh, AB, which is a consultancy firm. And he's also the uh, author of the newly published book, Business as Equals. And he has a long standing career in banking, and he used to be the senior vice president of Swedbank. Um, Urban, welcome to the IWIB Launch and Learn Sessions. Uh, very nice to be here. And I um, thought that I would first begin with my background. Why is uh, a man like me now working with gender and diversity issues, actually? And where does that come from? Just to give you that uh, start. And then I will talk a little bit about the book, which is actually... Uh, a guide or a handbook how to train leaders and managers in inclusive leadership and it's it's quite an easy and uh, practical book to hands-on work with this so, so you can you can say that the way i work with management teams and leaders it's very much like the the book is set up I'm sorry, it's not. It's only in, in Swedish so far. I work on. Maybe it's going to be in English. We will see about the publisher. I have to talk to them first. <laughs> but if you can understand Swedish, it's it, it's uh, possible to. And you can also order it for me from me if you like. You don't have to go to Bookus and Adlibris. You can send me a mail or by by LinkedIn, and then I can can send you a book. Uh, yes, I'm an economist. Uh, I have worked all my professional life in the banking finance sector. I started with uh, the corporate banking part and then I moved over to investment banking. And for those of, of you who have uh, opened the door into a bank and looked inside, the investment banking part is very much like the, the type of, of the banking uh, uh, environment that you see in films like Wall Street and so on. There is a lot of men. 98% men, it was where I worked in investment banking. There is a lot of hunting for the next deal, the next client and the next bonus. And that was my life for almost 15 years. Uh, and when I ended, uh, I was senior vice president at Swedbank Group. Uh, but actually I left that world, like I think it was seven, uh, six or seven years ago when I started to, to move more into, my interest was more into training, development and leadership issues. So I worked with business development uh, for a year and then I noticed actually that 
it was not about the how how good products we we uh, were developing and and uh, how the price model wa was uh, uh, offered and so on and it was more about what kind what kind of people did you meet in the bank how did you uh, get relationships to to move into business uh, for example so so i was more into human resources so i well it was a quite clear step for me to move into human resources. I, I was head of HR for three years. And then I actually got my, my first insights, which is uh, important, I think, for everyone, if you would like to change behavior and get more insights to, to actually see something from the other side. And my first insights when I was HR manager, it was that it wasn't the same for everyone. It wasn't the same uh, opportunities for, for everyone to do a career and uh, have a good salary and, uh, and so on. So, so that was maybe a little bit late in, in my professional life to, to, to see that, but that was an eye opener for me that we have to work with the leadership in another way to make rid of all the barriers and hinders that uh, women, foreign born people, uh, elderly people and uh, anyone else who was not actually in, in the, the, the type of stereotype uh, person that the banking system was actually quite, quite uh, 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 stuck into that, that stereotype, I would say. Uh, and then I was quite uh, interested in why we in Sweden didn't actually uh, see the, the big potential of, of all the foreign-born people who moved into Sweden that was having an a, a academic exam. Uh, they would have good uh, experience, both as managers and, and specialists in, in areas. And that was a big step for them to come into the job market in Sweden. So I, I worked with a project called Job at Last at Swedbank for a couple of years, and I was driving that project in a sense that that, that actually became uh, an eye-opener for the whole company that, okay, we need to get more diverse, but we are very far from these people. We don't have them on our recruitment radar and so on. So that was also a way of, of increasing the inclusive leadership in the company. And uh, in three years, we had uh, 400 uh, internships six-month internships uh, with people from, from other countries and uh, with, with uh, an academic exam uh, who was job-seeking. And that was, uh, at the end, a result that 70% of these uh, 400 people was actually offered a job in the bank after that. So that made a big difference uh, to Swedbank because we now could uh, mirror our customer base in a better way but but any but actually the, the best result was that we had leaders now who had been more inclusive in the leadership so that was actually something that was not uh, uh, something you, you thought about at the beginning because this was a csr project from the beginning we are a big bank we have to be kind we have to be do something for the society but when i left uh, swedbank uh, job at last was actually the most important recruitment channel. 
and that wasn't meant to be in the start. So that journey was quite fantastic to see. It started as a, as a social project and ended as a really business opportunity. Uh, and then it was also, as, a, as an HR manager, I was having a lot of uh, uh, talks with women who told me how hard it was and what, how difficult they felt uh, in, in, in the organization to, to have a career, to be um, uh, um, in, in the succession plan and, and et cetera, et cetera. And that was also something that I, of course, haven't noticed before. So that was new to me because I thought that there was no hinders and, and barriers for women, but of course it was. So, so that was a good insight. So then I worked a lot with that as well. And 2018, I was uh, head of, of diversity and inclusion for all Swedbank groups. So I worked then with uh, the Baltic countries and the Nordic uh, uh, countries as well. Uh, and during that year, I had workshops with more than 50 management teams, uh, half day workshops in, including leadership. And I met over a thousand uh, managers in that time. So, and that was, for me, that was very satisfying to see that people could come in in the morning at nine o'clock and, and went out from that workshop three hours later as a little better human being actually. And that was so satisfying to see, and especially people who looked like me, middle-aged men, white, who actually uh, didn't show up at these occasions before. And when it came uh, as education and, and training modules in, in diversity and gender equality, they were often uh, having something more important to do during that session. But when I came and they could see that there was someone who looked like them actually, uh, who talked like this in another way, I saw that I could have their ears as well and their attention in another way. And then I also understood that, that if you're going to get those people's attention, you had also, you, you need to go from the business angle. You have to go from the business perspective to get them on the on the on board and also get them to or get them to have the good arguments for this and, and the best argument for those people is actually business i recognize so so then i focused a lot how could leaders and companies get the full business potential out of gender equality and diversity and inclusion uh, and, and that was actually uh, how I started also to, to, uh, to uh, write the book. But I, I, um, I um, left Swedbank for uh, one and a half year ago. Uh, very good timing as a consultant to come out uh, um, just in the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> so that was a shock at first, but uh, then everything gets digital. So it, was, uh, it took a, a few months. But uh, during those months, I... I uh, uh, said to myself, I had to have something to do. So I started to write the book actually. <laughs> so I probably haven't, um, hadn't been any book uh, if it wasn't for the pandemic. So that was luck in, in, in some, some, some way. And uh, I would also like to share with you my, my view on this is that uh, 
I am very anxious about the polarization part. I, I think the polarization is something that could actually ruin the good ambitions, but at the same time, you need to know that you, you need different perspectives and different people in this. And in, in, in a leadership sense, I think that most leaders are taking the, the lazy way out, if I may say so. The, the easy way out in this is, is, of course, to get people around you who are more the same as you are. And you can see that in, in many, I have been to, to a lot of management teams and you, you can see some, some small mini-me copies walking around in the room and it looks at the same as, as the, the boss and, and dressed up the same and having the same haircut and everything is the same. And, and, and it's, quite, uh, it, it's quite funny actually when, when you notice it. And you can also see that, okay, good that they have me here because now it's going to be a change. <laughs> uh, and that is some very easy way to, to work with this. But I also am I'm very, uh, I'm very keen on having everyone on board to, to help each other. Because in many companies, especially when you talk about gender equality, it's, it's a lot of women who's driving this work. And I think that's a little bit sad because there will be, um, you, you will hit the roof somewhere uh, because if you don't get all the men engaged as well, you are not giving, give, you're not having the full potential. So my ambition is always to get everyone on board and I don't like shaming and blaming and things like that. Everyone should be invited to work with this and make sure that everyone understands that if, if, if you have this cake uh, that you have to share, some men think that they have to give up a part of their cake uh, uh, when we talk about this, but my view on is view on that is that no, you will just have a bigger cake to share. So that is something that that I think that many men has to understand that it's going to be good for them as well, not just for the women. So that's something that I think that you can see in some companies that there has been a. a, a there's a lot of women who's driving it and, and that's good, of course, but it, it mu you must involve everyone. And that's the same for, for other diversity, of course, in the company, everyone has to contribute in a way. So, so that's, that is always my ambition, but I don't like, I don't like things like, you know, this privilege walk, you know, maybe you have been part of that. Um, I don't think that will uh, engage people to, to be interested and learn more. Uh, and I don't think uh, particularly that kind of, of uh, exercise is something that no one actually um, feel very good about after. You can, you can understand that you are privileged in other ways. You can have that insight in other ways, but not blaming. And I think that we have to um, get people to come uh, come together and be engaged uh, and do this in, in a way that it should be fun, it should be uh, inspiring and you should be engaged to, to feel about this question that you are, are willing to, to also contribute in another way. So, so that is maybe something that I as a man can contribute with when I meet uh, people who look like me. Uh, but of course, I have um, 
I know that it could be a problem for me sometimes. Uh, a woman told me when I started this work that you, you should always be aware Urban, that there could be some women sitting there uh, and thinking that, okay, so now are the men, they are going to fix this as well. So I think about that sometimes, but I haven't actually uh, met anyone <laughs> saying that to me, but I, I realized that that could maybe be a problem. But for me, it's a, a kind of allyship, I think. I, I'm using my privileged uh, uh, role and I understand that I have been privileged and still am privileged to help other people. If it's women or if it's uh, other groups in the society who has barriers and hinders to reach the top, I, I, uh, I think that maybe I could help them since I'm a part of the privileged group. So that was a little bit of me. And I think also that, that uh, the leadership is, is uh, crucial here. I, I'm, very seldom work with, with employees. I, I often work with leaders to, to get them to be the role models and get them to talk to their teams about this and, and not me as a consultant coming into their teams and talk to their, their employees. It's better that I teach them, I train them to be more, uh, uh, have more um, uh, awareness and insights and then they could stand up and be the role models to speak to their team because that's that's also better for the culture i think than it's someone externally coming in and tell them what to do and i also uh, think that companies today uh, do a little bit too much about measuring analyzing waiting for, for the next uh, employee uh, um, survey to do something for me, it's, it's quite easy. I have, my ambition is that if I have a three hour workshop with a team, my uh, expectations is that they are going from that meeting directly out and do something else in the leadership, change their behavior and, and act in another way after these three hours. They don't have to wait for anything else actually. It's, it's, uh, it's about, uh, having a lot of activities uh, all the time uh, running. And that's also the way that you can keep this uh, sustainable because that's a problem as well. When you talk about diversity and inclusion, it's, it's very historically, it has been projects. And when the project is, is over, okay, we have done that. Now we can go back to the more important things. And that's, that's, uh, that, that's a shame, I think, because you have done so many good and uh, things with, with great ambition. And then it just ends there. If you don't have leaders who are actually more engaged to, to get, get it more sustain, sustainable. So you have, I think that you have to do things all the time in the processes, uh, have some signals in, in your processes, some, some, some points where you, uh, where you can be aware of this in your your, your work, daily work, actually. Um, yes, so that's it. And, and uh, the setup, actually, that uh, the, the book is based on as well, it's uh, three parts. The first part is that I think that every leader needs some basic knowledge. And then I mean really basic knowledge. You don't have to be an expert in this because uh, you can also see that there is a very few leaders and managers 
who has a background in studying uh, uh, psychology or, or, or behavior, uh, what's it called? Behavior psychology. And so the most, I mean, they are tech technicians or they are, are engineers or they are, are economists or something. So they don't have that uh, first, but you don't have to be an expert, but you have to know that much of these subjects so that you can be safe and secure to stay as to stand up for for your team and maybe other uh, events customers and so on and speak about this in a way that you feeling safe and and, uh, and well secure to talk about this so that you also can, can be that role model so I, I usually start with basic knowledge and make it with with quiz uh, and uh, I have a card game that that's more to, to ease up this question and not uh, uh, not pointing fingers to people if they don't have the right answer or if they don't know how that what that word means means in the in the gender dictionary and so on so it's more about uh, having a good um, uh, group discussions on what do we need to know actually uh, and then you move over to, to the inside part because I think that unconscious uh, bias is a part that in at least in Sweden I think we have trained uh, 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 too little about that I think I have met many leaders who don't know what unconscious bias is it's of course a difference in, in the US and, and uh, some of you here or probably have trained this and know more about this and became more aware. Uh, but in Sweden and I think all the Nordic companies, uh, countries, there is a, a lack of understanding of this. And I think you have to be aware of your unawareness of everything you do unconsciously. Because there are very few people who consciously, consciously are um, uh, exclusive. And uh, there are very few people who wake up in the morning thinking, well, this day I'm going to really discriminate as many people as I see and I'm going to exclude everyone I meet. I mean, there, there are, maybe there are some people, but there are very few. But there are a lot of people who do this unconsciously and they have to be aware of it. So, so a large part of the training for leaders is about being more, more conscious about this. And also, um, also so accept that you are biased everyone is biased and I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated to hear people say well i have no uh, no bias but I, I have a friend who has a lot of them i, I mean everyone has but the, the problem is that we haven't been trained how to avoid them how to actually uh, not fall into these traps that there are a lot of in uh, for example as being a leader you have these bias traps all, all the time, actually, in, in different processes, especially in recruitment, for instance, there is a lot of bias traps there. So that is a large part to, to get insights. And when you have this knowledge, the basic knowledge, and you have the insights, then you can move over to the activities and make active choice yourself in your leadership. How am I now going to do something about this knowledge that I got? these insights that I got and what do I now take with me and do differently tomorrow or this afternoon. So then we have a large session, the, the last part about 
what can you do? Uh, I mean, it's, it's like some micro habits uh, actually, and uh, also large activities, of course, that you can do with your team. And maybe you can, can, can have up in the company as something that the, the whole company can do. And then when it comes to measuring, uh, people often ask me, but how could you measure that we are on the right track and, and uh, that we are getting better? Because I usually say that don't measure too much. Uh, I think that companies who set 50-50 men, women in the top management, I think it's a good as a signal, but it doesn't actually make things happening. Uh, you have to do something to reach that. And then it's better to measure that you do the activities instead. So that's the best measurement. Okay, we decided to do these activities to reach the 50-50 goal, yes. And then you don't, don't measure this 50-50 every quarter. Measure if you have done the activities because it's about uh, um, uh, reducing or, or erasing the, the barriers for people actually. And that could you measure by, by employee service, for instance. Ask people if they feel includes, included. Ask people if they have, uh, if they feel that they can can be um, be their best uh, at at work. Uh, ask people if they feel that they can, if people are listening to them in meetings and so on. And that's that's an easy way to to see if you're on the right track and see if you actually also so have reduced any of these barriers. Um, Yes, and and uh, and I also think that that uh, uh, there are companies who are doing good things. They are are um, very ambitious about this, but you can also see that they're doing it maybe for the wrong purpose. You have to start. Why should we aim for more diversity? For instance, I worked with one company who said that we have one hundred nationalities in our company. So people here thinks that we are home safe in diversity. But the problem was that this company has all the national, different nationalities on the lowest level on the, in the company. They don't have any diversity in the head office, in, in the, the uh, leader teams, uh, in the foras who take the, have the mandates and decision, in the business development, in the product development, but they thought that they were so diverse. And, and, and that is something that you don't, you, you have to be aware of that you need inclusion. If you have inclusion in the company, all these people from the bottom will take place in these important uh, forums and have, have more uh, mandates and can contribute with innovation and creativity, because that is actually the thing with having business, uh, having diversity turn into business. Because people, one, one person said to me, well, we hired a woman here last year and uh, we don't have any higher revenues at all this year, why? And, uh, and I had to <laughs> explain that, well, it's not that easy. It's when you have this diversity into the teams and the, the furas that have the mandates to do something. And now you are here, we are talking about the VUCA world, the uh, volatility, uh, uncertainty and, and complexity and ambiguity. That, that's what we are facing right now. And then you need more innovation and creativity. 
And that's a lot of studies saying that you will have more innovation and creativity skills if you have diverse teams, if you have people with different perspectives. But if you have all the diversity in, in the part of the company that is not a part of the innovation processes, then you will no, have no, no potential, the, the business potential will, will, not, will not be released. So that is a problem sometimes when you talk about uh, the connection between business and diversity, I think. Yeah, and, and that's a little bit sad. So I, I uh, try to help the companies to understand that, that uh, how do we actually, how can we have the full potential of diversity? Yes, uh, now it's time to, to have a, a discussion, right, Tati? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, Urban. This was really insightful and I love the last. Thank you for listening. To learn more about this episode, you can read the description or you can also go to our website www.iwib.online. You can also follow us on Instagram at IWIB Business Network. Until next time.